Good morning, good morning. Um, as I came here this morning, uh, that's all right. It was lovely worship. <laughs> she wants to carry on. I wouldn't mind. Um, as I came here this morning, um, I got in the car. I'd had a little bit of a ding dong with one of my kids and uh, had a bit of, you know, it was, it was difficult. Sat in the car. My back was hurting, thinking now I'm coming to church, going to be talking. We have that sense sometimes in life where we're not completely in control. Anyone identify with this? Anyone have, have the um, sense that we just, there's this anxiety as I, as I was driving here. I was listening to a song. I wrote the lyrics down on my... On my um, it, it may look like I'm surrounded. Um, it might look like I'm surrounded by all these problems, all these issues, all these difficulties, but I'm actually surrounded by you. And it then says, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I live my life. I live my life not by my sight, but by my faith. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was reminded this morning, driving here today, that we might, we, it's not yet. You know, the, the, the talk topic that I was given today is this longing for peace. And at Christmas, Advent, today's Advent number one, where, we, where the, the Jewish people, in, you know, 2,000 years ago, uh, were still waiting for this Messiah. They were still, they were trapped under Roman rule. They had difficulties in life. And all through, I, I don't know, there's, there's a number of us who's been going to Biblical Foundations, which is a course by uh, Tom at St. Michael's Church, uh, where over the last few weeks, he's just been going through all of the Old Testament because I've heard people say, oh, the Old Testament, that's the old bit, that's the boring bit, you know, that's the bit that doesn't matter anymore. Uh, but Tom's been going through and revealing in all of the different books how clearly it talks about God's purposes for people and that it points to Jesus. And so the, um, you know, these Jewish people would have been desiring, longing for an answer and in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world, that God loves the world. Some, num, number of us, some, some of us might even be unsure if there is a God. Some of us may think, if there is a God, then why on earth are we surrounded by some of these issues and problems? John 3.16 gives us what God has started to do. It's that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That is God's answer. That is God's purpose. That is God's plans. That is God's gift of grace because he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This uh, story of Jesus, 
the answer of what people were expecting. It, it was, you know, you look at um, Luke, in, in the beginning of Luke, it's got loads and loads of, uh, there's, there's the prophetess Anna, who's, who uh, recognizes and gave thanks to God about this child because she recognized that God was doing something. There was the shepherds. You know, this, this is the bit of Christmas that we all understand or that we've all been told. Here's the, uh, the shepherds on the hills uh, and there's a, there's a, um, a saviour's been born, angels tell them. Then there's Mary. Mary's saying, you know, you brought down rulers. This is Jesus' mother. You know, but, uh, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. She recognized that, that something was going on and it's not by what we can achieve and what we can do. She recognized that it was the humble, those who are willing to let God do what God wants to do, are the ones that are lifted up. And it's those that God fills. Zachariah, have you heard of John the Baptist? That was Zachariah, uh, that's his dad. And there he is, uh, he, 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 again, he prophesies. God gives him words and he's saying, you know, salvation, mercy, uh, rescue. That's what he talks about uh, when his mouth is uh, able to, uh, to talk uh, and, it, and he's in enabling us to serve in righteousness and holiness what about the wise men you know here's these guys even the heavens they, they hadn't heard this story uh, as yet they saw a star here's a star here's even earth saying this is Jesus you want to pay attention to what's going on here this is what God's plan is that's being revealed and Christmas is this plan of revealing of what Jesus can do in people's lives what about Simeon he was a very righteous man and he prayed and God said you're not going to die until you've seen what my salvation is my salvation plan and and uh, Simeon saw this little baby Jesus and instantly through God, God's spirit, he knew this was something going on of God. This is, this is the one. And he said, uh, my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the sight of all people. I said uh, that Tom has... Uh, revealed or, or sort of part of his course is showing us uh, that how so many of the Bible points to Jesus. We're going to have a look at Jeremiah 33 again in the Old Testament and uh, Jeremiah 33 get my verses right uh, verse uh, 14 i tell you what I'll do is, um, can someone give me a Bible? I'll get, get a page number. Is that all right? If, if, uh, oh, lovely, thank you. Actually, someone else could have uh, shouted it out if you've looked it up. Uh, Jeremiah 33, and um, it's on page, what verse would we say, 14? 
Um, it's on the, uh, page 797, if you've got a, a Bible in uh, here. And, I, and I'll read it from uh, this version. The days are coming. So we read in between, uh, verse 14 to 18. Uh, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord, our righteous saviour. For this is what the Lord says. David will never fail to have a man to sit on the throne of Israel, nor will the Levitical priests ever fail to have a man to stand before me, constantly, uh, continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to present sacrifices. So here is God, you know, a prophecy saying in those days, there's going to be a righteous branch. And Jesus came from the line of David and he's going to do what is right and there's going to be salvation. A number of people at the time didn't believe it. Herod wanted to stamp it out. Many people who came across Jesus didn't believe that he was the solution. I want to take you back a little bit to the, before it says this, to verse 6. Um, it says, Nevertheless, the time will come when I will heal Jerusalem's wounds. God is going to do something. Um, have, you ever, have you ever tried to, to work stuff out on your own? You know, we, we started talking about how difficult things were. Uh, I remember I used to be a teacher uh, and um, I used to be in charge of assessment uh, at school and we had Ofsted and Ofsted came along and they said to us, look, we know that you are really good school, however, your results don't show it and they said, you know, you've got to, it, in those days it was something called progression guidance which was uh, a, a lot of fun. And uh, they said, you just need to show us that, you know, that, that, um, that your kid's making good progress. And we, can't, we knew that they were, but we couldn't work out how, it, how to show it. And that night, because Ofsted were there for a couple of days, that night I remember standing or sitting, we had all these papers, all this assessment stuff all over the place. And uh, we were working out as a team, the head teacher was there, the deputy there, uh, another assessment lead was there, uh, I was there, and, they, and, and we, we just couldn't show a way of, of showing Ofsted because of the um, complexities of, of uh, this progression guidance, which um, uh, people don't use as much nowadays, but we, and, and, and in the end, I was like, I said to the head, it's no good. I've got to go home. 
I'm absolutely exhausted. I think it was nine, ten o'clock at night at this point, and uh, I was giving up. And uh, I said, I needed to get some sleep in, and we'll see what we can do tomorrow. Got up in the morning, and, and was just trusting in God uh, a little bit. You know, have you been there like that? You can trust in God a little bit, but you still kind of want to try and work the answer out. You still want to make yourself look good. And I find in life that, and, and it talks about, about Jesus, about dying to ourselves, laying our lives down. And the next morning, I got up, again, papers all out, working it out, working it out. I can't do it. I cannot do it. And, and for us to get to a point where we say, I can't do it anymore, I haven't got the answers, that's a hard place. And we resist getting to that place. But Jesus says, come to me, whoever are weary. You know, they are the people, the humble are the people that God invites and says, come, come. If you can't do it, if you haven't got the answers, then come to me. And in my classroom, in the quiet, I put my head down and I was like, God, I can't do it. I have no solution. And it was like whammo. Something came in my head which showed me a way that I could use that I'd never seen before uh, not cheating, okay, I'm not cheating, uh, I, there was a way that I could show it, a completely different way of doing it. I was like, I think I've got it. And I went away and I was scribbling away and in the end uh, it worked out and it showed exactly what we needed to show and the Ofsted inspector said, wow, that was good. How did you, you know, he didn't ask me, how did you do it? Because um, I was, well, I did, he did, I had to explain it to him. But the head asked me afterwards, he said, how did you do that? How did, you, how did it come to you? I said, like, I don't know. Well, I do know, it was God. And I had to tell him uh, that it was God. And he bought me a bottle of whiskey for it. I should have given it to God, shouldn't I? But, you know, we, we, we get, um, we worry when, when it comes to God, there is no worry, there is no need to, to not be okay about coming to him. He's going to accept us. He's going to love you. He is not going to turn you away. All through, you know, Christmas is about... If you, if you get your Bible, the, the, the Christmas story in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, which are the key Gospels uh, that tell you about Jesus' life, that's 5%. You know, if you add up the pages, it's 5% of the whole story of Jesus. There's a whole 95% of other things which tells you about the life of Jesus, who he is, what he promises. And the problem is most people, many of us, only know about the 5%. Most people only have come to find out about this Jesus in a baby, you know, in a wrapped, wrapped uh, and shepherds and angels and, oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, isn't that cute? And we go and see the shows at school and, or whatever. Uh, there's 95%, there's a, the vast majority 
of those Gospels is telling you about Jesus. It's telling you about the prodigal son, the man who thought that he knew better, who went away and did his own stuff. And it was only when he decided to come back to his father, when he came to his senses, the words are used. He came back to the father and he said, I've done wrong. I've done much wrong. Can I be a servant? And the father comes to that man. He sees him from a long way off. And I promise you, in three, uh, John 3.16, where it says, everyone who believes in me will, will not perish but have eternal life. God will see you way before you start coming to him. Isn't that our reality? You know, in the church here this morning, and I was reminded this week, there are people here who are full of the love of Jesus. Our lives have been changed. We are different people. You can see it on on people's faces. You know, even though there's those difficulties, there's the not, it's not here yet. There's that expectation of, of, uh, of of, of our destination is in heaven. There's still those struggles that go on, yes, but we put them in the hands of God and we see God do stuff with us. And with that prodigal son, you know, the God... The father, he saw him from a long way off and he put, a, he put a cloak around him. He put a ring on him. He, he had a feast. And that is how God will approach us when we come to him. And the problem is, time and time again, we, we, we don't come to him as we are. We don't come to him and say, I need you. We don't come to him, as Jesus said, and come and repent. We try to justify what we've done. Sometimes we try and hide and we deceive people and we lie because we don't want to look as, you know, too bad. But Jesus says, you come to me, you repent, and, and I'll give you eternal life, I'll change you. And, and what's my desire you know, my desire this morning is, yeah, there are some of us who don't know Jesus. My desire would be love, would love to have people, you know, do, do, it's not by works, it's by faith. And Nicodemus couldn't understand this stuff. You know, Nicodemus was a guy who said, you know, who, how, how are you, you know, you, Jesus, you talk about being born again, about changing. How do you do that? And uh, Jesus says, it's not about flesh. It's not about our works. It's about the spirit. It's a spiritual life. It's something that God does. Can I read these words in Jeremiah 33, 6? Nevertheless, the time will come when I will heal Jerusalem's wounds. It is Jesus who will heal and he will give it and uh, give it prosperity and true peace. This is a passage with six, seven, depends how you look at it, eight maybe, mentions of what God will do. I will heal and give it prosperity and true peace. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and Israel and rebuild their towns. Are there people today who feel 
They need restoring. They've lost stuff. There's that sense of loss. Sense of separation from stuff. I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive all their sins of rebellion. It's Jesus who will clean you. It's Jesus who will give you a clear conscience. It's Jesus who will help you despite our shortcomings to help us to realise who we can be, who he's wanted us to be. Then this city will bring me joy, glory and honour before all the nations of the earth. You know, the glory goes to Jesus, not ourselves. The people of the world will see the good I do for the people and they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity that I provide for them. It's God who can provide peace. It's God who can provide prosperity, that sense of lavishness, of goodness. Why wait until Christmas to come to Jesus? Why not do it today? Now, if you're in a place where there is, um, you know, you know there's stuff in the way. You've been there before. You know what it's like living in with Jesus. Come back, confess it. You know, there's this, this anticipation of, of Christmas can be our reality every day. Isn't that Fantastic. There was a guy who uh, I bumped into uh, in the graveyard. Well, actually, before that, let's go back. This week, I was in um, uh, Superdrug. I think it's a Superdrug in the high street. And there was this lady uh, just behind me. And she said, uh, I overheard them talking to the man in the shop. She said, I've got a migraine coming on. Again, my back was hurting. I was tired. I was thinking, I know that God can heal you because I've seen it done before. Or at least, if he doesn't heal you, at least, you know, let's just invite and see what God wants to do. But you see, I started looking at my ability and the circumstances around us. And uh, sometimes we look at our ability and our circumstances, don't we? And I thought, I can't, you know... What if God doesn't do anything? And what if they don't want me to pray? And, and I didn't pray for her. And I walked out and I was like, oh man. And I was reminded, why put our faith in ourselves? This is all Jesus. Jeremiah 33 is saying, look, I'm going to do the one who's, the, you know, I'm going to heal the land. I can cleanse. I'll restore. All you've got to do is just come to me. And then I was reminded, as I was thinking of my failure story, and we all have them, don't we? I was thinking, oh, actually, there was a time, just recently-ish, that uh, I really did put my trust in him. And that was a guy in the graveyard. He'd been drinking, and, uh, and, and, uh, and I went up to him and I said, uh, we started talking to him. 
and said, you know, can we pray for you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And so I prayed for him. And then I, it was one of those times where you let God do the stuff. It's where you trust that his way is the right way. And I prayed for him and he was like, oh, I, f- I feel goosebumps all over my hands. And uh, he went away after that and I bumped into him in the high street uh, uh, a week later and he, and he was with a mate and he said, look, look, this is the guy who prayed for me. He's obviously been going around and telling other people about what God can do because he recognised that God was doing something. And you see, when we put our trust in him, what God will do, that's when it's and not our own abilities, that's when he does stuff. It's wonderful. I just want to finish on this bit here. Again, I want to read it again. <laughs> Boring, some people are saying. Jeremiah 33, verse 6. Let this be, let this, <laughs> let this be uh, your reality. You know, if you don't know this to be your reality. I've got loads of, uh, loads of the Gospels. Just come and get one. Read it. Meditate on it. Let, you know, come, come and... I, I loved it. I was talking to Ben at the beginning of today and he says, when I go to work, I get my Bible out and I pop it on my desk at work. I was like, brilliant. You know, there's that, that reality. There is that reality of it's not perfect yet, but let's put our trust in him. Make that, you know, I was, I was reading it on the, tra- uh, on the bus when I was going into Rayleigh the, lo- the other day. It transforms us. The words of Jesus, who Jesus is, it transforms us. At least look into it before Christmas. So I'll read these words just to finish in Jeremiah 33, verse 6. Nevertheless, so despite what's going on, nevertheless, The time will come, which is now, where I will heal Jerusalem's wounds. I will, that's God. And I will give prosperity and true peace, true peace. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and Israel and rebuild their towns. I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive all their sins of rebellion. Then this city will bring me joy, glory and honour before the nations of the earth. The people of the world will see all of the good I do for my people and they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity I provide for them. And if you talk to the people here this morning, they will tell you of stories, of stories where when they acted in their own strength, they didn't perhaps make it, or they've, something went wrong. But we put our trust in him, and I know that there are many people here who've got many stories about how Jesus transforms our lives, how he gives us that strength that we don't have, who calms the anxiety. Come to Jesus. Restore your faith in Jesus this Christmas.